Hello, and thank you for listening to the Farcom Podcast. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to the Farcom Podcast, which we are now available on Apple Podcasts. If you can, please rate and review the podcast. That definitely helps us. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It'll come directly to your phone or listening device whenever it's uploaded with a new episode. Looking back at the North Texas game, I was... You know, not happy with the result, 44-14, to 14, but I thought there were some positives. Uh, today's episode going to kind of break down what I saw in the game, give my opinion of it, then kind of just do a little quick recap of the rest of the Southland Conference. And Wednesday, I will have a preview of the Alcorn State game. So, a lot to cover. Uh, really excited uh, about the season. And first, a word from our sponsors. Looking back at the game against North Texas, First thing I have to do is give credit to the Mean Green. I thought North Texas was a really solid football team. They were much better than I anticipated, uh, especially on the defensive side. They had some athletes, and they were swarming to the ball. Uh, looking at their game film from last year to what I saw on Saturday, uh, that was a much improved defense for North Texas. And if they can play to that level, I can see North Texas definitely making uh, some great strides in Conference USA. And looking back at some, you know, we played Louisiana Tech from that same conference. And the two Louisiana Tech teams we played, I did not think were as good as the North Texas team we played Saturday. Uh, with that said, looking at the first quarter, some notes I had written while watching the game. Uh, their speed, I thought, gave us a lot of problems at first on the defensive side. Uh, when we were trying to run the ball, get the ball in space, uh, they were swarming. They definitely caused some disruptions. And I'll get a little more into that later. Offensively, though, I thought after that first series, we made some, you know, a couple adjustments at first player two. We drove the ball down, you know, and going into the game, one thing I thought was imperative is that we could not turn the ball over and we had to keep them off the field. Unfortunately, we didn't do that, and that's why the score ended up being what it was. Uh, again, you start off in the first quarter, drive down the field, look like you're making a little bit of, you know, headway, and then you fumble the ball. They come down, they miss a the field goal. I was pleased with our defense. You know, they had uh, Ruder, their quarterback, really quick release. They had some real quick pass plays. They didn't take a lot of time, and it was really impressive. They didn't give our defensive line a real chance to get pressure on the quarterback, and I thought their offensive game plan was uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, with that said, our defense I thought was really well, and we actually did do a good job uh, in yards per attempt. Uh, last year we were close to eight and a half. We held them to seven yards per attempt. On passing, I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. There are a couple of times they tried to take shots downfield, and I thought our coverage was really good. Even their touchdown they had, uh, which we'll get to again, uh, again, amazing coverage. It was just a great play. So really pleased. But then you look at that first quarter again. We fumble, leave probably points on the board at that point. They go down this field goal. We go right back down, head fourth and short. Uh, now I know it's easy to second-guess Coach Laird, and you, know, you may say wisdom says takes the point on the road. I like the aggressiveness. I think playing an upper division opponent, it shows them, one, you're not afraid of them. and shows your team you have confidence. Now, granted, it didn't work. That speed and swarming nature of their defense just, you know, they stuffed our fourth down play. They get the ball back, go right down and score a touchdown. This was followed by a three and out, which kind of concerned me uh, with their defense. And their pace was really uh, frantic. I was worried our defense would kind of get worn down, but we held them to a punt. Start the second quarter off with a touchdown and tied it at seven. And after it's tied at seven, you know, you come down, make it 14 to seven. Then 
again, we fumbled the kickoff. It's 14 to 7. You fumbled the kickoff, give it right back. They score a field goal. Now it's 17 to 7. And that's just uh, absolutely just a killer on that one. In the second quarter, I thought uh, they were blitzing a lot. And I thought our line did okay, but they started stacking a box on us, showing they really didn't respect, I thought, our passing attack. And they were just blitzing in left and right and really just disrupting our offense and did a great job. And, you know, their defensive coordinator deserves a lot of credit uh, for doing that. Scooter Adams, of course, comes back with a touchdown, makes it 17-14. to And that was, you know, really... Amazing run, a great hole by the offensive line. Uh, they really just did a good job on that. He did a good job finding the seam they gave him and exploded for a touchdown. And, you know, made 17-14. They come right back down with a touchdown. And DeAndre Torrey, who just had an absolutely amazing game, he gashed us uh, all night long. And if there's one concerning thing is they were able to gash us pretty bad on that offensive side. And, you look at DeAndre Torrey, uh, he finished off with 25 attempts for 245 yards. I was like 244 yards and three touchdowns. He had a phenomenal day, 9.8 yards per carry. Uh, Scoot Adams for us had 12 attempts for 92 yards. I didn't think that was bad at all. A guy that I was really impressed with was Curtis Williams, who had eight attempts for 39 yards. He looked really good. Uh, same thing with Kevin Perkins. Bryce Dilly, again, we had some good guys looked, uh, you know, I said I thought it looked really well rushing attack, and that's a good thing to see. And uh, Scooter Adams is what it is, but when you can start adding more and more depth, that's really going to help. But the thing, again, the concerning thing in looking at first half is DeAndre Torrey, especially as the half start going on, started gashing our line. With that said, we had a couple of turnovers, a couple of penalties that, again, you could – Look at the way their pace is, and when you keep your defense on the field over and over again, you give them extra possessions, they're going to wear you out. So, again, if you're the Demons, you can't make those mistakes, those fumbles, those penalties that kill our drives and give them the ball back. Star second half, Demons found themselves down 24-14, to and Shamar Bartholomew in the first play to second half uh, intercepted a Jace Ruder pass and it was one of the better interceptions you'll see. He just broke on the ball, NFL caliber play. And anyone that knows uh, football in Louisiana knows the Bartholomew name, especially around the South Plaquemine slash Port Sulphur area. Uh, the Bartholomew name is known for having great players uh, throughout the years, going back to when I was in high school in the 90s and even down into the 80s. So uh, very pleased with his play, I thought, you know, he not only showed up but stood out. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Bartholomew. Great to have him on the field. He is going to be a difference maker. The play of the game, and I think the play that basically was the backbreaker for the Demons is after interception, we have the ball second and 20 on the North Texas 38. Hit a wonderful pass from Fletcher to Griffin that was should have made the score at the time 24-21 instead it was an illegal shift the very next play uh, Scooter Adams fumbles the ball they recover it and they go right back down for a touchdown make it 31-14 with eight and a half left in the third and that just was kind of the backbreaker in the game after that 
they just kept, uh, you know, pounding us, pounding us, just getting great gashes for DeAndre Torrey. Uh, Caleb Fletcher, you know, he you know throws an interception right after that. Defense did a great job stepping up, keeping it uh, to 34-14. Uh, and then we just kind of seemed to run out of gas at that point. And they, of course, eventually made it 41-14 going into the fourth. And, you know, by that point it was over. But, again, you cannot give a team like North Texas extra possessions and you can't take points off the board. And you look at the mistakes we made. It's 41-14 after the third. You take away those mistakes, take away the missed opportunities. And let's say that first fumble would have only led to a field goal. Let's say that fourth down play, we would have kicked field goal instead. We don't have the interception. All of a sudden, instead of 41-14, to 14, the points leading to that, suddenly you have just being – Gracious, demons are up 27 and 24 in a third, you know, at worst. You know, we could have easily had the lead going into the fourth instead. Uh, again, Achilles Seal just shooting ourselves in the foot, which is kind of a reoccurring theme over the years. And uh, in the end, North Texas, you know, in the fourth quarter, it just kind of played out the way you expected in a kind of a game that's gotten out of hand. They ran the clock as much as they could with their offense. I thought we fought well, and in the end, they got a field goal make it 44 to 14. So, Disappointing loss, but a lot of positives. Looking back at the game, I thought we did a really good job over. We had 418 yards of offense, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. We did give up 527. If there was a definite negative on this whole situation, was they had 345 yards rushing. On a positive, we had 261, which is really phenomenal. We held them. I thought it was impressive, 182 yards passing. They're only 12 of 26, seven yards per attempt. That's not bad at all. Uh, and, and I was really pleased with our defense. I thought passing defense as well. I even thought our defense did okay. And you look at the yards we gave up, but when you have a team like North Texas, and if you didn't watch the game, they were very quick. The second they get tackled, to the line, to the line, to the line, run plays, run plays, and – you cannot give a team like that extra possessions. You have got to frustrate them, keep them off the field. When you have penalties, blown chances to get points on the board, you know, missing fourth downs, fumbles, interceptions, it's going to eventually add up and your defense is going to get worn out. And, you know, DeAndre Torrey, uh, he was my player of the game uh, by far for North Texas. He, he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it was just, you know, a pleasure to watch him. Uh, he was fast, shifty, had good size. I mean, he if there's a better running back that we face all year, I haven't seen him yet because he was just absolutely amazing. Player of the game for Northwestern, I'm going to go on the defensive side of things and go Shamar Bartholomew. Uh, I thought he did a tremendous job in coverage, had uh, one breakup, ended up having uh, two tackles and, then, of course, the interception. You know, So I thought that was absolutely amazing job from him. On the offensive side, you know, Scooter Adams, 12 attempts for, 90, for 92, which is really amazing. You know, 7.7 average. That's great. Uh, Caleb Fletcher came in. You know, he did a good job. 13 to 22, 134 yards, touchdown, and a pick. Now, he was sacked three times, but again, they were putting a lot of pressure on us. But overall, I was pleased with his play. Last year, I felt he forced a couple of passes. There were times when his internal clock didn't seem to be going off when the pocket was collapsing. In this game, I thought he really looked solid on the field. He did leave with an injury. It didn't look too serious. So uh, if there is any, uh, any news that he'll miss time, I'll you know, obviously update that on Wednesday. But from what I've seen, I don't expect that to happen. It looked like it was more of cramping than anything. 
but Caleb Fletcher looked, again, really solid, made some good throws, uh, good reads. It looked like he was going through his progressions really well. Did, a, I thought, a fantastic job in the pocket. And North Texas, uh, they just stacked the box on us, and they were just blitzing in almost every play, uh, really disrupting us. We are going to have to find a way to neutralize that now. One way to neutralize that is to pass ball in the flat. You just kind of throw it over that blitz. Problem is with North Texas, the amount of speed they had, they were able to swarm and just kind of stuff that. And there was a couple of times I thought it looked like we were trying to set up to get that, and they just had too much speed and blew up the play before it can get developed. But uh, offensively and defensively, I thought much improved Demon team. So uh, going back, uh, you know, looking at the game, eliminate turnovers and stop shooting ourselves in the foot. We do that. We're a damn good team. And from what I've seen, we are definitely going to be a contender in the Southland. Uh, the mistakes we made were very correctable. Uh, some of the mistakes we made were just due to them being a very good team. And, you know, hats off to North Texas. And uh, one thing I can say is uh, much respect to the North Texas Mean Green. I thought they were just a class program all the way. They played clean. Uh, they're complimentary toward our program. Listen to a little bit of their radio broadcast. Like to kind of hear what other teams are saying. Uh, they're just uh, absolute uh, fantastic, I thought, atmosphere and just really hospitable. So, you know, I hope uh, we can play North Texas again in the future. Uh, it's just a, you know, great environment and, you know, it's not too far of a travel. And uh, credit to Demon fans, we sold out our ticket allotment. And one thing I've bragged about for Northwestern, and I don't think it's enough credit, when you have a team that has gone 16 years without a winning season and you're selling out your away ticket allotment, that's pretty awesome. And it's not like we're playing, you know, Texas A&M or Texas Tech or LSU where this is a team where you can say, well, some people are buying it, yes, to see Northwestern, but also to kind of see the other team we're playing. And this is by no means a disrespect to North Texas, but they're not a major program uh, on the level of a Texas and a Texas A&M or an LSU. But for Northwestern South, our allotment to that game, I thought just spoke volumes about the passion and support the Demons have. So... You know, really, um, really pleased with that. I'm going to finish off this episode just kind of recapping the Southland Conference. Uh, Incarnate Word, start off with a 44-41 overtime loss on Thursday to Youngstown State on the road at Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, of note, Cameron Ward passed for 352 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Incarnate Word looked very much like last year. Uh, their offense is potent, but their defense uh also susceptible to give up a lot of points. Youngstown State, though, they're normally a pretty solid program, so uh, UIW definitely, uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad performance in the least bit. Houston Baptist also on Thursday losing to New Mexico 27-17. Hard to get a read on that one. It's hard to say how good New Mexico will or will not be. Uh, Houston Baptist uh, offensively never really seemed to get in a rhythm, but I thought their defense was much improved from last year. But again, hard to get a read. Uh, playing an upper division team. The game going to Saturday that really seemed to grab uh, the most attention of anybody was McNeese losing 42-36 to to Division II West Florida. And I'm going to preface this by saying if anyone is looking at that score and automatically expecting McNeese to be a pushover, I would stop right there. Uh, West Florida may be Division II, but they are a Division II powerhouse. They're the defending national champions. Uh, they have got an excellent program. I think you put them in FCS right now, they would be very competitive. So I wouldn't write off McNeese on this. And if I was a Cowboy fan, I would definitely not panic over this game. Uh, Granitely, they did give up Austin Reed to West Florida quarterback, got 308 yards and four touchdowns. 
But they are, again, a fantastic program. So I would just caution people not to look too much into that game. Nickel State went to Memphis, lost 42-17. to We're down 29-7 at the half. I didn't think they looked bad at all, kind of watching that game a little bit. Uh, Memphis is a you know really good program. Uh, again, hard to get reads whenever you're playing a team that's upper vision. And Memphis, again, solid team. They've had some good teams in the past. Uh, I thought Nichols looked solid. Their lines, both sides of the line, they're definitely going to give people fits in the conference. Uh, the one team that probably looked the best of anyone, though, was Southeastern Louisiana. They came out with a 49-28 to win over North Alabama on the road at North Alabama. Had a great second half. They were actually uh, tied at 14 at the half and then just came away with a you know, 49-28 win. Cole Kelly ended up throwing a 263 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he looked good as always. Looking you know, at the way they played, uh, same with the Demons against North Texas. Uh, we're definitely not going to be able to give them points. But uh, looking at all the teams playing and looking at the Demons, there was no one in the Southland that I saw that I would say a definite win or definite loss. From what I've seen, anybody can beat anybody this year in the Southland. No one looked bad. Uh, no one looked like a powerhouse. So I, w- I would say overall, you know, not the best weekend for the Southland. You obviously want to have more than one win. But with that being said, you look at the teams we played, I don't think the results were really that bad. And before I I do want to give credit to the Tulane Green Wave. They were supposed to actually host Oklahoma due to the hurricane. They evacuated to the University of Alabama. And from there, ended up going to Oklahoma and played what should have been their home game on the road and gave the number two Sooners a huge scare, uh, falling 40 to 35 and I think that uh, definitely deserves a lot of praise and credit. So just wanted to mention them. Uh, really impressive game and uh, just the intensity they showed and uh, they came ready to play. So uh, really impressed with the Green Wave this weekend. Uh, we'll be back here on Wednesday to preview the Alcorn State game. Also go over the other sports in Northwestern. Look ahead what's going on in the Southland and the games upcoming there. Do thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully we'll have wins uh, to come out next week. But, uh, you know, overall, I thought there were more positive than negatives with the Neiman football team. Thought we looked much improved. As always, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. For everyone still recovering from the hurricane, thoughts and prayers are definitely out with you. Thank you for listening. And as always, Farkham Demons.